Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep with me, your host, Grace Helbig. This is a very exciting episode. I say that every time, but this one truly is, guys. Hear me out. We have Kimmy Gatewood and Rebecca Johnson. If you don't know them, they're the tag team on GLOW, the Beatdown Biddies, and the Toxic Twins. And this is insane because we go back literally like 10 years. They were both individually improv teachers of mine in my past in New York City at the People's Improv Theater. So there's a long history here and I'm so inspired and excited to hear everything that they've been up to with the franchise that is empowering women across the world, Glow, and all of the um, the in-betweens that have been going on. They're also moms. I, well, they, they can do everything. So get ready for this very fun, very sweet, very dumb, in a good way episode of Not Too Deep with Kimmy Gatewood and Rebecca Johnson. Not, not too deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Squarespace. Turn your great idea into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're showcasing your work or selling products of any kind. And with beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything, you can easily make a beautiful website all on your own, but if you do get stuck, Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support is there to help. Head to squarespace.com slash grace for a free trial, and when you are ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I'm so glad that you guys are here. Thank you for making time. This is so fun. Uh, I have a billion questions because Glow is fantastic and you must be so proud of it and so excited to be part of like what feels like the closest thing I can relate to is like a sorority. I didn't grow up with Greek life at all when I went to college. <laughs> yeah, but neither did we. I did okay. some marching band sorority for, okay. <laughs> for three months and then I quit. Oh. So I was like, I said, too much of a commitment. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. what did you play? Trombone. Okay. She yeah, still yeah. plays. Still play. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, that's a, I, mean, I have <sighs> no musical talent, so envious on every level. There's not a podcast only we way. do yeah. where we don't regret that she didn't bring her trombone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Fair, fully fair. I don't think I've ever heard the origin story of how you two met each other for the first time. And I'm sure you've told this a billion times. Oh, yeah. But I would love to hear it. So we really met back in the day at UCB. Mm -hmm. But when we became friends is when we were both teaching at the pit. Right. And we were the only gals teaching, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Somehow we busted through that (laughs) that plexiglass ceiling. The improv they world. Couldn't afford glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely could not afford glass. No, it was definitely yeah. like some kind of asbestos yeah. laden wall. Right through through the that. Dumpster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but wait, because we were the only two uh, females in the faculty show, mm-hmm. people were constantly like, "You guys should do shows together. Yeah, screw <laughs> off. Hang, Hang out. Yeah, Hang yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You guys would get along. Outside. Oh, I know another girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we were like, like at first, being like, "No, we'll perform with the guys." It's just like everyone else. Yeah, well, yeah. also, like, you're afraid you're going to lose your spot as, like, that girl. Right. You know? yeah, right. <laughs> but then Kimmy made a uh, comedy pinup calendar, mm-hmm. and I saw it and thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen <laughs> in my whole life, and was like, okay, yes, please, let's do a show together. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we brought along Sarah Lowe, who we also were, um, you know, talking to, to it, as well, a friend. Rebecca, She's another gal, so yeah. it was another, another person woman. we got along with. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Rebecca and Sarah were going to do a show separately, like, two person show and then Rebecca's like let's do a show together and she goes no I don't have time for that why don't all three of us do a show (laughs) yeah we talked on the phone Sarah was doing 
urine town. Yeah. Now we're getting to the Apple Sisters, not even me and Rebecca. No, but yeah. that but is my next yeah, yeah question. Yeah. And but then we started our comedy group, the Apple Sisters. Yeah. So which what is year was that? Did you guys 2007. Actually- well, wow. 2006 is when we talked about it. And yeah. our first show, Alex Zalbin signed us up for February oh. 14th, 2007. Wow. Yeah. And what was like the initial like uh, idea of it? Like, ooh, how did you guys pitch it to each other? Well, we were talking about, well, I was saying that I thought we should host a variety show. Mm -hmm. And um, Kimmy brought up like, and oh, and Sarah was talking about like musicals. And it's like, we all love musicals and singing and dancing. And then Kimmy brought up the 1940s. Because you could sing sing unironically, like just burst out into song for no reason. Oh, that makes sense. I thought you would just like out of nowhere, like, I would like to talk about the 1940s again (laughs) right now. I was also, I mean, mildly obsessed with Judy Garland. There was also, Mm -hmm. there's also this musical 1940s radio hour which is a really funny musical okay um, where you're doing a live radio show and like like I really enjoyed that and I think slapstick comedy like you can physical comedy yeah. like it's all like okay and it doesn't seem hacky or weird it's like if you encapsulate the 1940s you can not only comment on modern society you can comment on like societal norms you yeah. know no, and I we was... could sing in three-part harmony and wear like red left sick yeah <laughs> like, you didn't so have... cute yeah you didn't have to show up in like improv clothes you right. can show yeah, up yeah. and like actually care about like looking cute on stage uh and so you guys are still doing that right yeah we have a show in a week and like yeah we're doing shows we have shows in vegas shows in la yeah that's what i was gonna ask because it's you know a period piece kind of comedy mm-hmm. show how does it play in vegas like how does it do it's great. They love it. It actually, really? I feel the audience is even more responsive than in New York or LA. Really? Yeah, because it's, you know, it's a period piece, but it's so much through the through the 2018 lens. Yeah. So it's not like we're like sticking to this exact, you know, historical version of the 40s. It's a, you know, we're, we're in not. some Just ways a parody. Of, <laughs> oh my God. No, we are. I rewrote um, encyclopedias and gave them to Kimmy. And so she thinks it's historically accurate, okay, good. but it's all my writing. It was a lot of work. And like, <laughs> I, I was wondering why it looked like a ransom note. Every page was like a ransom note. I just thought they couldn't afford typewriters It or was something. even more work that I was cutting out pictures, pages of magazines to like for the letter. I mean, this is, why did I do it? I always wonder why I did it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, you know, have, we started by thinking we were just going to do like a new monthly show and then it became this thing that we've done since 2007. Yeah, basically. And we love it. We we did the Just for Last Comedy Festival in 2008, which changed our lives. Because Uh, we we went out there. Yeah, we went out there and we had no representation, which we didn't know at the time that mm-hmm. that was the best way you could possibly go out because literally agents were following us around and no one <laughs> wanted to dinners. have anything to steak do with us. Yeah. 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 That seems like and a cliche. They yeah. really did. They did. Steak, steak dinners. And I also remember when we got back to New York, the roof of like a hotel, hotel <laughs> Gansevoort. Gansevoort, yeah. We were like, these are $20 drinks. This man <laughs> is buying literally. us $20 And this drinks. is because you guys killed it just for yeah. laughs. So and we were the only women like, in the like sketch comedy portion. Which at the time they could get away with, even though it was only 10 years ago. But now I don't think you could have that level (laughs) of gender disparity. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I know. (laughs) But I mean, that was that was insane because like literally the year before I was like eating eggs for three three meals a day. (laughs) Yeah, She'd be like, what's the cheapest thing to eat? Eggs. And I'd be like, "Okay, yogurt is a dollar. A banana is 25 cents. (laughs) 
that's when we, uh, we were like teaching you yeah, at the pit. I know. Yeah, I know. Those were, oh, what fun days. I know. I was like literally eating beans out of a can being yeah. like, it's fiber, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's so bonkers. Have you ever had, because it is, you get, I think it must be super fun to be able to have this lens on a show where you get to comment on like the modern things happening without getting such blowback of being like, you're female comedians talking about politics. Right, right. So have you ever had like a bizarre like crowd moment or someone come up to you after a show or say something that's like offended by something you've done or have you had the opposite of someone that was like so over the top like that was incredible like almost to a weird extent. The only time I've had (laughs) I feel like the ever someone being offended is you know the 1940s we're dealing with like different people we were at war with so then it's like the apple sisters are making jokes and then like there was like specifically like a japanese joke and then Mm -hmm. my friend brought her family and she's of asian descent and they were offended and it was like they and it was hard i was it was like something i had to look at and be like yes it is through the 1940s, but also no matter what, we're three white women. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's, we've made certain changes even in our show because it's different every time. Like right. there's scripted stuff, but then there's things that we've made changes as the time has gone on. And certain uh, topics were much easier to tackle when Obama was president because right. life seemed uh, like remember more positive. <laughs> well, we yeah. started when Bush uh, was president. Yeah, we started And then. that was a strange time because, like, our first joke was, like, there's a war going on if food, food is being rationed, you know, and, like, there was an actual war going on. So yeah. we could talk uh, very presently about the war. Right. Even, like, about, like, uh, like Candy's character is obviously a, in the closet lesbian. We were able to talk about gay, like, culture and, prop like, when eight. Prop oh, eight yeah. and, and, like, when gay marriage was finally passed. Like, all of those things, we could talk about it in a different way rather the than gay marriage like, that's as far fetched as a woman <laughs> running for president <laughs> but that yeah Yay, don't you mean happy doesn't every marriage happy <laughs> but we would be like oh the woman running for president like we thought it's kind of crazy that to we changed it at a certain point like that's as far fetched as a woman becoming president and it's like oh that's so sad, that's so sad. that oh, 10 years later that yeah. joke still plays like God uh, damn I know yeah. and it plays in such a different way that you could have ever now. expected yeah. yeah. Oh, dang. <laughs> uh, but at least you get to keep doing it. And I feel like that kind of stuff is ultimately very good, especially in the world in which we live in now, which I think is very cool because I like internet stalked you guys a bunch to like try and keep up with everything that's happening in your worlds right now. And you guys are so wonderfully prolific on like you you use your social media to talk about serious things, even though you're obviously comedians and, you know, funny women in general. How do you balance like being comedic and then using or wanting to talk about certain things online? Well, I feel like we've had this rare opportunity where we're on a pretty high profile show and Mm -hmm. you kind of it just like kind of levels you because you want to make sure that you're responsible with your voice. Yeah. And, you know, also becoming a mother. Honestly, I'm like, what would I want my child to know about me? Like what kind of person I am? And so I in fact, when, when Glow came along, I threw away my old social media 
um, and just started a new one. Just, oh, really? Just started new. Without our kids' pictures. We both yeah. did that. Because so I that, got a couple oh, yeah. of creeps uh, commenting on my babe's picture. And I was like, Oof. you know what? I need to make sure that like there's like brand Kimmy Gatewood yeah. and then there's personal Kimmy there's Gatewood. There's a separation. And, yeah. and I know that that's like, I'm not, I don't have that many followers, but like. But no, that's still, still like safety reasons, you yeah. know? I mean, yeah. it only takes one person to make things weird. Yeah. And yes. I know, especially that you have kids, like I can't fully relate to that, but I understand that that's probably a very sensitive thing that's new like you're like oh I didn't even realize that this kind of world existed online right yeah you don't want anything political you say to then suddenly somehow the comment goes on your kids picture like that's just like feel yeah so we both kind of like made a private version just where our kids pictures get dumped and then our public you know personas are still us it's just without the kids stuff and then for me you know, I think all the movements that have happened in Hollywood since I've been on Glow, but like even before Glow with the Yes All Women and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I, I had felt strange about just saying my real experiences. So I would sort of like skate around them. And there's right. always that balance of like how much politics do you put on your social media? How many jokes like and it got to the point where basically um, this last year, NBC Think asked me to write a piece on feminism or politics. Yeah. And so I was like, well, here we go. Yeah. And I decided to write about like my actual experiences in like the Me Too space. Yeah. And it was so freeing. And I was able to still make it like I still had one or two jokes in there. I when I first wrote it, it was filled with jokes. And my friends who read it were like, just be serious. <laughs> like it's There's a serious no vulnerability subject. in being serious. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. read it. I thought it was really great. Thanks. I thought you really did a wonderful job of balancing like the sincerity and the honesty behind it and keeping it true to who you are as a human by wanting to make jokes when it gets uncomfortable or when you're exposing a lot of yourself that you haven't before. So yeah. I thought it was great. Thank you. But I'm sure it must have been, I read your tweet that was like, I just put something serious out <laughs> yeah. there and now I have to restrain myself from reading comments. That is so true. Well, and some of the comments are like, not on that thing, but on Twitter were like, oh, George Soros like paid her to write. Like, this is like, liberal Hollywood I was like really me talking about like my horrible experiences in high school are being paid for by like the liberal elite like I'm like what are you talking about but obviously that didn't affect me as much as I was more nervous that like people I knew were gonna be like oh sure sure (laughs) but now I feel more comfortable just now I can just kind of touch on it anytime and use and be comedic about it or not but it doesn't feel it like you're holding feel it in. Yeah, yeah, you get liberated in a sense. And you're able to, I think, talk about it in a uh, a way that helps others without feeling so, like, beholden to this, like, secret or something. Exactly. That's going on. Yeah. yeah, and I wrote a, a short film called Consent, a mm-hmm. short comedy about a serious subject. Kimmy directed it. We shot it this summer. And so now we're, you know, submitting to festivals. And so That's it's awesome. all kind of like coming out of me. And, and that really was a comedy, but I was able to find a way to talk about this subject that Mm -hmm. I really care about really we were talking about like how do we teach our kids about consent and I have a son so I was like how do I make sure he understands that like more than no means no but that you have to get the body language of if someone's Mm -hmm. not interested like shut it down and so we were even talking about like today in the car like for just for marketing like give somebody a car that says consent and it's like you can use this you can give to some you give someone your consent card if you want but you can also feel free to take it back at any time and I was like great what an interesting like physical 
whole form. And I think that the film touches upon that too. It's like an, a metaphor and allegory for like Very talking cool. about consent. Yeah, so. there's no sex in the film, but it's an allegory. So it's like using music instead of sex. And yeah. I, I play the kind of offender um, and I keep singing to someone who doesn't want me to sing to them. And oh. so it's really, it was such a awesome experience. And so I feel like just writing an essay, telling mm-hmm. my truth and then making a film. And Kimmy's been like such a huge part of, that and you know and now I feel like I'm finally like just starting to use my voice in a real way that's awesome art turns out art heals we are artistes (laughs) I mean listen I have directed my fair share of one woman shows at the pit (laughs) we've gotten through a lot of shit you know what I mean (laughs) some shitty characters too (laughs) no that's fantastic okay now I want to talk about glow speaking of like things that are impactful and like female empowerment and all that how did this come to you guys or how did you get like I was so excited when I heard that you guys were on it and that you were a tag team together I was like this is my like improv teachers that like (laughs) inspired me in so many ways are now like part of this like amazing product like how did this happen it is unbelievable I think about it sometimes and it just feels like one of those things where both kind of like nobody wants us in Hollywood anymore. Yeah. you know what I mean like, yeah I was like no one wants me in front of the camera yeah, I and then I was about to like fly to New York to take a job running a podcast network oh jeez <laughs> yeah I was like fully going into the producer and director mm-hmm. realm both we were auditioning still doing Apple Sisters but we were like okay yeah. the money the money maker is our brains sure. not yeah. our faces <laughs> but then then they're like do you we got this audition. It's like, hey, they want you to audition together. Have you had that before? Never. Not really, no. Really? Never. Okay. Yeah. Never, no. never, never. And Jen Houston, who knew the Apple Sisters from mm-hmm. New York and is an amazing casting director, did Orange, uh, if anybody doesn't know. And yeah. she thought of us for this part. And they there was a script of Stacey and Dom. It was a dating tape of theirs. And they said, basically, it was like a two pages yeah which included a dating tape like them like them making a dating like, tape hi I'm Stacy I'm done like, <laughs> yeah. these are our likes and dislikes yeah. um, and then uh, us singing Jellicle Cats at one point <laughs> <laughs> It's just like perfect. Yeah, for you guys. perfect. Yeah, we were it like, was, what? I know. We were like, Jellicle cats. <laughs> um, we practice a lot. Um, <laughs> and then, then basically, the end of the side said something like, whatever Improvise. you want, or yeah, something like or, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever legal language they can use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, etc. Who knows? You know? Yeah, yeah. They're like, make it your own. So yeah. we worked on it. We like, we were like, we're not going to just trust. As long as we've been doing improv. Yeah, yeah. We still now know that when it says improv, uh, write your shit. At yeah, home. yeah, yeah. And so prepare for that. Yeah, prepare yeah. like in a real way. Except and on so, a live stage show. Oh but, yeah, yeah, right. And, and no, no, no. auditions only. Auditions only. No yeah, live. Yeah. If we're saying we're doing improv, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. yeah. I mean auditions. Um, and so for the audition, we like came up with a bunch of things and came up with other characters we can do, and then just in case, like we had no idea. And then she she was like. Then the last thing that she has to do, so we did a bunch of characters too, but the last oh. thing that she did. Oh, oh yes. gosh. That's ah. Jen Houston. She's here. <laughs> She's, okay, we're going to take a quick break while well, Jack apparently gets his apartment um, what inspected. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cool. Here's hope he passes. Fingers crossed. This episode 
episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Squarespace. Our buddies. Yeah, we love these guys. I can't believe that they, this is like my longest relationship I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it's with them supporting us. That's so funny, yeah. They make it easier than ever for you to launch your passion project, whether it's starting a new business, showcasing your work, publishing content, selling products, or more. Squarespace is the tool for you. With beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize just about anything with a few clicks, you can easily make a beautiful website yourself. And they have powerful e-commerce functionality, which lets you sell anything online and analytics that help you grow your site in real time. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, and there's nothing to patch or upgrade ever. You can buy domains super simply, and you'll get any help that you need using Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support. Squarespace empowers millions of people, from designers to lawyers, artists to gamers, even restaurants and gyms, to turn great ideas into something real. And you can turn your dream into a reality with Squarespace. And guess what, guys? You did. I have. You have turned so many dreams into a reality <laughs> with Squarespace. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've made some websites with Squarespace. So I guess that's me turning dreams into reality. Yeah, this is like a two-way relationship. Like, it you, is. they need us and we need them. So I know. Oh, yeah, please, uh, please stick with us because I really need those websites. <laughs> uh, and you guys can get yours uh, by going to squarespace.com slash grace for a free trial. And when you are ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash grace. Offer code GRACE. Not, not too deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good buddies at Everlane. That's right. Never overpay for quality clothes with Everlane. Everlane only makes premium essentials using the finest materials without traditional markups. And they tell you their real costs because they want you to know what you're paying for and why. In fact, they are radically transparent about everything from their materials to the ethical factories that they work with. All of it. And since Everlane sells directly to you, their prices are 30 to 50% lower than traditional retailers. And their clothes look better, cost less, and last longer. And they have the just really, really cool essentials. Uh. So um, they got us to sign up and we kind of uh, picked a couple items from the men's department and Grace picked a couple items from the women's department. I got these like really stylish pants. Ooh. I also got uh, a pretty cool denim jacket. I got a couple essentials. I'm a, I'm a basic girl and they have all kinds of basic, wonderful pieces of clothing, but that are just, you know, better made all the way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're stylish. Like, yeah. They're not like, you know, um, flashy. You know, no, no, no giant logos or anything like uh-uh, that. No frills, just quality. And right now, you guys can actually go check out our personalized collection, aka all the items that we personally picked from the website, at everlane.com slash grace, and you'll get free shipping on your first order. That's everlane.com slash grace. Everlane.com slash grace. Okay, we're back from that awkward um, break, but turns out Jack has an apartment that is approved. Full of rats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and you got a new guest, okay. uh, the oh, maintenance yeah. guy. The maintenance man turns out is a huge fan. Uh, what a guy. Um, okay, sorry. We interrupted this whole audition process. So they basically, yeah. you guys had, you had to do this dating tape, you had to sing, and then you basically had free range to do whatever you wanted. Yeah. So we kept it within bits, the dating yeah. tape. Yeah, we did some bits. And then we got a call back. Uh-huh. Well, wait, but oh. then she said, 
So are you guys like, can you guys, are you guys like physical? We were like, oh, totally. Like we didn't have babies like a year ago or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we're very physical people. We're like ballet, dance, whatever. And then um, I threw myself against the wall. And then <laughs> Rebecca did the jump split. Yeah. I did, yeah. Wait, you did full like RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. End of yeah, a yeah. lipstick battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. A death drop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That is a, yeah, so of course you're getting a call back after yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't walk for a week, but it was fun. <laughs> um, but then, so then, uh, yeah, we, then we got a call back and we were like, this is hilarious. What a funny prank they're playing us. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, do uh, bring in a tag team character and they showed us, or they had the link of the original like rap from Glow and mm-hmm. something like that. So Kimmy and I were like, oh, one tag team character? No thanks. We'll do five. <laughs> and so we came in and it was like Liz, Carly, Genji, Tara, and Jen Houston. So all the wow. all the producers, the right. casting, all women. The um, Mostly yeah. moms too, yeah. which was so cool. And uh, we were like, we have uh, three to five characters for you if you'd like <laughs> us to stop after three. Like an SNL. We can. <laughs> uh, otherwise, we will continue. Uh-huh. And so after we did three, then they were like, keep going. And we did. And then they talked to us for like 20 minutes. And that's all awesome. we, we just like, told our story about like, you know, we drove to Vegas all the time. The two of us, we've yeah. had like, we've started like three businesses together. <laughs> like, yeah, talked what? about our kids and just kind of like over talked each other, like how we do now. We yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a full therapy session yeah. with everyone. Yeah. I cried. Um, <laughs> but it was like, kind of crazy. They were like looking for like real life best friends that also did comedy. And we were like, well, I guess if they want us, like yeah. we've given them literally everything. <laughs> yeah, we have nothing left to <laughs> give There's you nothing guys. left. Like, like Rebecca to, like has a, a pulled hamstring. They didn't know that. They didn't know that I, I had a pulled calf. But I ran around that room. I did that jump slit. I did everything. Oh, my God. And then I'm serious when I say I couldn't walk for a week. But I... I pretended that I was not injured. Oh my god! During the audition and the callback, and uh, and then like two weeks later, we started wrestling. And I also well, tried to pretend I wasn't yeah, wait, injured. So where <laughs> were you guys when you got the call that you booked it completely? Were you together? Or no, did they call- I was wet coffee with Molly pra- Prather and. Uh-huh. And do you know her? She's uh, yeah. We live together in New York, and uh, she's a comedian. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. um, we were having coffee, and I was I did this thing where I was like, I can't like I'm just gonna put away my phone and turn it off because I need to. I haven't seen you in like three years. Oh no! Uh So So our my manager our manager calls us, and she calls me like over and over again. Uh So like I pick up the phone, and she's like, I'm trying to get Kimmy, and I can't get Kimmy, but I have to. Tell you something, and she was like, like oh. she is really like hyper, like yeah. so she's like, you got it, you got it, and I'm like screaming, <gasps> like screaming all over the place, and so I texted Kimmy about 45 times, <laughs> and I was like, where is this bitch? <laughs> so then Molly went to the bathroom finally, and I looked at my phone, I was like. I feel like I need to call these <laughs> Something is going on. I right don't now. think this would mean we didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, but I was just like, let me check. But I was like, don't get excited, don't get excited, don't get excited. Yeah. yeah. And then Molly's just there, and I was like, <laughs> and then like some dude next door, he goes, oh, would you just get glow? Wait, he like, yeah, he's like, just get glow. He's like, yeah, my my girlfriend's like working a screenplay about glow, and then got up and left, and I was like. <laughs> Oh, fun. Sorry. Sorry. But also, what a random, weird, like, it's man to so be LA. Yeah. That's such an LA thing to happen. Yeah. And then that night, she came over and we partied and we yeah. had fun. It was exciting. It's just so exciting and so unbelievable. Like, had we not gotten it, I would have been like, well, 
you know, I was right. <laughs> Stay behind the camera. But that's Keep always, teaching improv. I feel like that's, you know, and it's so cliche, but that's what they say. That's when things happen is when you least expect them and when you're fully checked out of something or about <laughs> to be fully checked out of something and like considering alternate like life journeys to go yeah. on. Uh, but sure. okay, so when you first started, tell me about like the training, because that's what I'm so curious about, because you guys are doing stunts. You are really, and the stunt coordinator won an Emmy. Like, yeah. so that's so nuts. And she was the first female to win as a stunt coordinator. That's for, insane. Which is awesome. So exciting. So cool. And against her husband. Her husband oh, really? is the stunt coordinator for Westworld, and oh, she won. Wow. So in your face, Ptolemy Slocum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was us versus him. So. <gasps> That's yeah, so fun. Uh, uh, yeah, basically, it was four weeks of training okay. with Chavo Guerrero Jr. as our wrestling coach. Okay. Who, um, if you don't know Chavo, he's a wrestling legend. Okay. He's and like third generation wrestler. His, his great dad, uncle, his uncle taught the original Glow Girls how to wrestle. Oh, wow. And okay. this was not a planned thing. It was just like somebody on the show was a fan and knew his history. And I think it all just kind of like, it's just amazing. How oh it yeah. Together. That's really kismet. We trained with him and Shauna and then and Helena uh, Barrett. Yeah. They're like two stunt women and who can break down the moves for like wrestlers who are carnies who are just like, just, you know, just uh, hit yourself as hard as you possibly can. And they're like, okay, we're going to have to keep these girls like alive. Yeah. For one. <laughs> so let's just like make this safe. Yeah. So they would teach us the moves so that, you know, we could hit slap fall bounce whatever fly without getting hurt right in television obviously you do 20 takes of something sometimes because you have to do every single angle and if you just do the moves three times you know you're talking a lot yeah like i injured my wrist like like, pro wrestlers when they're learning how to wrestle in some ways it's like you you take as many bumps as you can the Mm -hmm. first day and it doesn't matter if your neck is stiff or like um one of the girls on the show, Kia, she's a real wrestler. And she said when she first started pro wrestling, she had a sprained ankle and they were like, well, you're either doing it now or you're not. And she was like, this is my chance. So she, for three months was like injured, you know? And so for us, it's not the same. It's like, we learned how to do it and we can do it, but Mm -hmm. they tried to do it really slowly so that we didn't, you know, have to have like insane injuries for the whole four months. Right. So and so we still ended up with some though. Forward rolls. Like uh-huh. we thought we were going to be like doing push-ups and sit-ups. And yeah. Like, yeah. Come on, but they were like boot camp. forward rolls. And then like you don't, you kind of build up to a back bump where you start just like almost like. That's where you fall exercises. on your on back, back. Right. Yeah. 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 That's the scariest thing to me. But when it it's done scary. well, it looks amazing. It's like getting in a minor car accident every time you do it. Really? Yeah. Uh. Until you really learn how. And then I think maybe you get. Um, calluses on your neck muscles? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's your really all about your cushions. core. Yeah. Wrestling is about your core for sure. Yeah, and I had no abs going into it, so it was even harder when just mo- you have just like mush um, <laughs> to rely on. So I'm trying, I'm doing as much Pilates as I can uh, before we get Rebecca into season three training. Off every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah my was, muscles were just from like hangovers, from like throwing up. Yeah, like, that's basically <laughs> the amount of work I did. What was the uh, most intense thing to learn, or like the most intense scene, at least in season one? Well, the most intense, uh, the most intense moves. I'd say the whole thing in season one was like the KKK match. Okay, was the most intense. Uh, yeah. Top to bottom. So for acting, for wrestling, because right. we're wrestling with these not only just like 
masks. They're not like lucha masks. They're like KKK masks. Yeah. But it's also literally it was a it was a bed sheet. Like yeah, so oh, your yeah, peripheral vision real. must have been like, like non-existent. Not even real vision. We were like, at can times. you put a headband in there? Or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because at one point I got there was this move like a headlock takeover or headlock takedown where Sidel headlocks me and takes me to the ground and my like mask totally <gasps> shifted. shifted so luckily we had done it so many times but you know we just did it without that and yeah. then one time she kind of got caught up in my robe and so she landed right on my chest oh. and that was not in a take that was in rehearsal but I was like oh that that's the that's painful yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my body hurting yeah. that's a body on a but body but then I was fine yeah. like afterwards I was like oh that stings and then you're good yeah I mean <laughs> yeah totally it, it seems intense but it also seems super fun do you guys get to improvise do you get to like um do you have to be so beholden to a script or do you get to like kind of be loose with things in the ring they're pretty good about letting everybody kind of go wild oh which really is fun. yeah that's great and um specifically our characters they kind of let us improvise <laughs> we pitch jokes all the time like oh that's great yeah because we yeah. know our we know each other so well and like it's hard to write dialogue where people are overlapping talking so mm-hmm. we just kind of take what they wrote and then we'll rewrite it so that you know it's like what they want to accomplish but it's so hard to write that kind of yeah and make it seem so natural and- you can't write for the Squaw Brothers you know yeah, yeah like, that's true that's like I can't true. imagine like, you just kind of give them a script and you're like you do squared up you know yeah. <laughs> well and we did for the Beatdown Biddies it was actually such an amazing moment to see in uh, episode three when we finally get our characters mm-hmm. and when we're given the Beatdown Biddies and at the end it's like the pro- we're doing our promos and what I saw was like our jokes that Kimmy and I had written like that's what they put in and I started oh, just fun. crying because I was like this is my literal dream come true I'm playing like a golden girl like from mama's family <laughs> saying my own jokes with my best friend and it's on a TV show like someone on TV wants me to say that like my, that I'm, I'm like a good five of cereal when I fight you I'll make you shit your pants <laughs> you're crying over it. <laughs> it's my joke <laughs> that is I mean there is a sweet in that because yeah this is like everything you guys have worked for and it's all coming together at a moment that you've been like uh nothing's gonna happen and anymore. it only took 20 years yeah <laughs> stick, stick to it kids yeah. you can do anything if you just wait 20 years and get completely disparaged from the industry <laughs> um that i mean do you have people coming up to you now that you've been on this show that recognize you as your characters at all um, not that much. Not, when we we're together, so when, when we're together, together, people do, and especially because we like to travel on a pack. All the glow girls, like yeah, no, I've seen when you guys gets, on social media. I follow yeah. some Brie, all of it. You oh, guys, yeah. it's that's so empowering. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah, when we hang out with Brittany Young, she gets yeah. recognized the most. Sure. So people will come up to her and be like, "Oh my god, I love Carmen." Oh, oh, you're. Oh, you're all on it. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just like a little bit of, uh, yeah, they're delightfully uh, excited about it's it. It's fun. Like all the girls came out. We all come and support each other's stuff. So they came out to see like my short film at Holly Shorts. Oh, and like, that's awesome. it was so fun because even the waiter was just kind of like, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> hi. I just yeah. want to say. <laughs> we all got to see so cool. like Kate Nash's concert like from the side. And that's oh, so fun that's to be cool. like seeing this concert and being in this little section with all of us screaming at the top of our lungs like it was it's just fun it's oh, fun hanging that's out super fun well that kind of uh, leads into i want to talk to you guys about um since you do travel impacts hollywood <laughs> parties 
The uh, you guys have oh, been going, yeah, yeah. Those fun shindigs <laughs> for all of us to go to. It's like um, a normal party, yeah. Except well, Angelina Jolie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I want to hear your experiences with them because you guys have been going to a ton of them recently because it's like award season and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I love that you guys seem to like you know kind of stick together in that situation. So, how are those events for you guys? So. You know, when I was a kid and I looked in a magazine, I would see people at parties and I was like, oh my God, that's Hollywood. And that's how people make it. And then when I had the opportunity to go, I was like, I'm going to live my best life that I've ever lived. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's get fucking dressed up and let's go. I don't care. I'm doing it. I will live my best life. Like (laughs) we kind of get whatever. Most of the things we get invited to in terms of we're like pumped to go to. Yeah. And there's some of the girls that are like, I'm not, I don't feel like, I mean, like, I don't want to go. And I'm like, oh, party. Yes. (laughs) We're the, like, okay. Red but, carpet, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will step, pay for repeat, my own hair repeat. and makeup. Because <laughs> I've never looked better than I look right now because it cost $1,000 to look this way. <laughs> it's so fun. I mean, we're the only parents in the cast and we will okay. always shut down every bar. Really? We're the first ones there, last ones to leave. I know. We love it. It's so fun. I mean, this is like, it's so fun. It really feels like this could be a, a fleeting moment or sure. like this opportunity and and it's like even though when I was there I would be like oh look look at all those people I was like wait no I'm part of this now (laughs) I'm the people I'm the people we went to the entertainment weekly party after Uh the or before the Emmys and I just could not comprehend like the pool (laughs) and like the glowing letters and stuff and I was Uh. just like look at that show and that show oh my god what's up this is us hey orange the new black like (laughs) it's weird it's so cool though it's like you're in a television set I guess but um, everybody still feels kind of weird and awkward around each other no matter what so the more kind of loud and we're not fun cynical you are. yet we're not cynical yeah we're not cynical yet, yet. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah. maybe we'll reach that by like 60 yeah no, 60 or 70 yeah. this way <laughs> like Stay Leslie way. Jones is the epitome of just like I love Hollywood you know because she would just come up to everybody and be like oh my god can we get a picture <laughs> well that's have you guys what's your biggest like fangirl moment at one of those events if you've had one Oh boy! God. Well, I this is an embarrassing one. Yeah, I would love to hear uh, it at that Entertainment Weekly party. You know, all <laughs> these huge celebrities, and normally the huge celebrities, I see them. I'm like Sarah Paulson, clocked Angelina Jolie, oh. clocked RuPaul. There we go. Yeah. Um, but I saw uh, Wells and uh, I saw Wells and, and Sarah, Sarah Hyland. Oh, I no. saw Kendall and Grocery Store Joe. I <gasps> went right up to Kendall and Grocery oh, Store no! Joe, and I said, um, "Excuse me, I just want you to know I'm on Glow." Um, so I uh, <laughs> love you. I love you. Um, from The Bachelor and I'm so happy that you guys are here and can, can I take a picture with you and Joe's like yeah vote for me on Dancing with the Stars <laughs> took, a, took a selfie and then I was like alright he's politics the whole time yeah. and I posted it on my mom's group and they were so pumped that's I, <laughs> that I would have lo- I would not have had the courage to go up and ask I constantly check in on their Instagrams to see if they're really still together oh I follow both of them yeah I feel like they're just two ships passing in the night but I guess you know opposites they attract they very in love that's good. Good for in them. Person. Good for them. I'm happy for them <laughs> that they found each other. Um, no, that those well, are the people. You had a good Jonathan Van Ness experience. Oh no, that's what I wanted to ask you about. A catwalk and put it on his Instagram. I wanted to ask you about that. I saw that. I was like, oh, you had a JVN encounter. Tell me everything. Oh my god. <laughs> so I did Game of Thrones um, yes. last season, which I mean, this is right before he got. He had just filmed Queer Eye, but hadn't come out yet. Got it. So he's telling me he's like, don't tell anybody, but like they um, put me in every scene because I'm. I'm funny. 
<laughs> you know, it's good to know yeah, where you're yeah. at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the humility is so, there. He's um, he is uh, I don't know, pure light and joy. Yeah. And so, so nice funny. And so awesome. I I remember well at this other party, like I for some reason they kept thinking I was a publicist, <laughs> like the people running the party. Yeah. And then Jonathan came over and goes, girl, and all of a sudden everybody was like, Oh, go right in, you know. Oh god. <laughs> and they took me on his little um there on one of his golf carts and I was with Tan and uh, Jonathan and um, I forget who else. I think, I think Bobby. Bobby. I think oh. Bobby. And uh, I was like, this is going to be my most ins- like Instagram photo I've ever taken. Yeah. <laughs> but then Jonathan at that Emmy party, I mean, they were just like the kings of the oh, party. Yeah, they were like yeah, 100% royalty. For sure. He's uh-huh. such a special creature. I don't know. And I just could like, it's so funny because like, He's got one of those hairdresser memories, so he'll remember everything about yes. you. He was re- remembering that I had to shave shave the side of my head for a glow uh-huh. in a couple weeks. And he's like, I'm just already mourning her being shaved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, his brain is unreal to me. I started listening to his podcast a little bit, and it's it's him authentically himself, but he's so smart. And yeah. he just yeah. will, within one sentence, create some new piece of, like, pop culture jargon and then also give you exactly how the world works and how it should yes. work and you're yes. just like I can't even keep up with all the things you're saying yeah. but no he's um yeah I I would lose my mind if I saw him in person and he gave her like a catwalk lesson or like a walking lesson he's like I hate when I'm wearing heels and I walk like I'm um, a, ro- a railroad train track <laughs> and so he showed us what railroad tracks look like and then he showed us how you're supposed to walk in one line and then he like had Kimmy do it and it was wow. like oh you're totally right like now I, I never thought of it that way and I mean I never had to tight, walk a catwalk tight, but. T- uh, what is it tight um, rope walk tight rope oh walking. yeah on a tight rope oh. rather than railroad tracks so you got like, a free right. Jonathan Van Ness tutorial mm-hmm. on walking in heels yeah, we haven't yeah, gotten yeah. the invoice yet so oh, we'll yeah, see how much yeah, I, I was like that's priceless oh my god <laughs> okay we're gonna take another quick break and when we get back we have a bunch of internet questions for you guys that I hope yeah. that you will do us a favor the wide web the world wide web <laughs> we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep If I seem a little out of it, that's because I didn't start my day right. Because for many of us, the day doesn't really start until we get that morning energy boost. Are you talking about coffee? You know I'm talking about coffee. Now there's a new way to enjoy your daily cup of joe thanks to Cafe Monster. Ooh, listen to this. It's available in vanilla, mocha, and salted caramel. Cafe Monster is shaking up the ready-to-drink coffee category with indulgent gourmet coffee that's only 190 calories. Not to mention with 150 milligrams of caffeine from coffee beans, B vitamins, and coffee fruit extract, Cafe Monster offers a simplified energy blend that contains a third less sugar than the leading national brand. And in fact, it's 100 fewer calories per bottle than the competition, but you'd never know it by tasting it. Instead, you get all the same feel and flavor as your local coffee house, and you don't even have to wait in line. You don't have to be around people. That's right. In fact, I think I'm going to have a mocha one right now and try to wake up. Yeah, they're honestly dangerously delicious. The mocha tastes like chocolate milk. It's Mm -hmm. really, really uh, a crowd pleaser. Yeah, you guys should really try it. It is delicious, and um, it gives you energy to really start your day mm-hmm. cafe monster chill it down shake it up enjoy not, not too deep. this episode of not too deep is brought to you by burst oral care the burst sonic toothbrush is the best oral care you'll ever buy the burst sonic toothbrush has a built-in two-minute timer that is designed to make teeth whiter and brighter in just days and it's best known for its charcoal infused super soft bristles 
The charcoal removes surface stains and is antimicrobial, which helps keep the bristles hygienic for the lifetime of the brush head. And it's proven to remove plaque and stains without damaging enamel of your gums. Burst has the most powerful motor on the market and the longest battery life with up to four weeks use on just one hour's charge. And they sent me one of their toothbrushes. I love it. It's a little like crazy matte black thing with black bristles. And then when I realized that they were charcoal infused, ugh. I'm a scum that eats trash, and this is really up my game. <laughs> so go to BurstOralCare.com to get your Burst Sonic toothbrush today. And with the Burst subscription program, you'll get a new replacement head every three months for just six bucks each. And if you use my code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, at checkout, you'll also get 10% off your order. That's BurstOralCare.com with code GRACE for 10% off. Don't miss out on the special offer. It's a great gift idea too. So go to firstoralcare.com and don't forget the code GRACE. Okay, we're going to get into some internet questions now. But before we do, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest that is on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Cold spaghetti. Hmm. Um... Great question. I mean, Donald Trump. I mean, obviously, come on. Yeah. Uh, anyone in the administration. Although my first thought was like Sarah Palin because I was like, you started this. <gasps> yeah. No, that <laughs> like is. Like she started the, it's like the dumb politician, uh, the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. The like, TV personality I'm not even almost. giving George Bush that credit because, yeah, that person who's like, oh my God, this is a reality show, not yeah. a, yeah. So We haven't Sarah had a Palin. Sarah Palin answer yet, I don't think. No. All right. So that's So new. Palin. Spaghetti coming at you. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but like whatever, whatever senators, or whatever turned down uh, like paid family leave or paid sick leave, like uh, they can just um, get spaghetti all up in their shit. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and hopefully it's cold enough that they um, catch some sort of cold, bacterial infection, et cetera. Yeah, they can't. And that they and can't then they go have to the stay doctor. home. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, who's going to take care of me? And they're like, yep. oh, we should have passed that law. Yeah. That people could take care of me when I was sick. Yeah. Then, yeah. I could still then get they paid. put all the medical bills on their credit cards and then they have to go bankrupt, but mm-hmm. it's still not forgiven. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> See, cold spaghetti makes change. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. The other question is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or like a close call, but you can okay. only use. Three words or three small phrases. So, okay. like, for example, mine is college jogging front lawn. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess mine would be Williamsburg. Uh, uh, North 8th Street. <laughs> Get real locationally specific. <laughs> front door. <laughs> Okay, no follow-up questions. Hmm. Okay. Um athleisure. <laughs> flu. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paid sick leave, yes. West 49th Street. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Two fun New York memories. How fun. Uh okay, well now let's get into Because these- there's no bathrooms anywhere. Yeah, oh, they shun like- you. Oh. Yeah. They're like, 
only for customers. You're like, I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> They're like, as long as you do it out of the store. I always in New York wish, and there has to be now, I think we've talked about it before, that there was an app for your phone that told you where public restrooms were all throughout the city. Because totally. you had to make a mental map in your brain. I started realizing that hotels are great. If you just walk in, like oh, yeah. you're, a, you have a room there and you can use the lobby Libraries bathrooms. too. Oh, that's a good one. I figured that out when I was babysitting. I was like nannying. Uh-huh. And it would be in New York. So you'd have, uh, suddenly the kid has to go to the bathroom and you're like, oh crap. Yeah. Literally. Literally. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into these internet questions. Someone to know, is Betty Gilpin real or just a figment of our collective <laughs> imaginations? Betty Gilpin is real. Oh, she wow. She is a real person. She's an incredible human being. She basically like spits poetry like, I don't know, she's from another like dimension and she knows more. Like she came back to us and was like, I have the knowledge <laughs> The wisdom, but I'm yeah. going to say it in a really funny, dark way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I look like a Barbie, but my brain is like that of like some like Black Plague poet <laughs> from, you know, it's like... She's a, she's really something else. And That's obviously, awesome. like, I had never been made, been made aware of her until Glow. And No, same. Yeah. I And I looked up. She has, like, an extensive, you know, acting resume, which is nuts. Yeah. But she's incredible. Her I face spent- is so fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. The funny thing to me is that she said one day to me, she's like, well, you and I were both clowns. And it's, like, so funny to me that I look at her and I see what I think of as, like, a perfect physical human, yeah. right? Like, the embodiment of beauty, like, and just, like, Grace, every, I just kindness. look at her and I'm like, and I just think it's hilarious. She, oh, you and me are like clowns with our faces. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, don't even put my face and your face in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> but she's awesome. Uh, and her beauty is just, like, an extra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's one of those. She's just constantly inspiring people. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't really do social media all that much. Because uh, she doesn't need it. She probably no. doesn't yeah. even need it. She's just fulfilled in her life. <laughs> God bless. Oh, what's that like? And she married a guy who I did a play with in New York. Oh, really? With Ken Trouche. Really? <laughs> yes. He was my manager at the time. Okay. And he put together this thing about, like, kid, kid, like we played kids at a, like a Scooby-Doo-esque kind of thing. Okay. And he played one of the dudes and I played like one of the high school girls or whatever. His name is Cosmo. And and, uh, and she's like, my husband Cosmo. I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm sure it's not the same Cosmo. Yeah. But I'm like, how many Cosmos are there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same Cosmo. Whoa. It wasn't Cosmo Kramer. No. Cosmo in real life. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, there's always so many Venn diagrams happening mm-hmm. in like entertainment. That's so cool that now it's all come together. Mm-hmm. Um, someone also wants to know if you had to choose, would you rather wear glow levels of hairspray all year round or glow <laughs> levels of glitter? Ha! I mean, glitter, of course. Mm-hmm. Glitter I'll for go me. hairspray all the way. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. 100%. We, how, this what, is our huge split. We talk about this yeah. all the time. <laughs> like, divide the team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your um, end of day routine when you have to get out of the oh, full hair and makeup? Girl. Like, how Good long does it actually Lord. take you? Like, it takes a while. It takes, like, w- what I do is the 25 minute quick treatment and uh-huh. then um, just go home and <laughs> there's just shit all over my pillow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, let your, you let sleep take it off in the night. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's like, you know, many, many cotton balls, an eye makeup remover, and over and over and over and over, and then like a hot towel, and then you still have to do more and more. There's and like more. stripping, the, there's like glue that's holding the glitter, plus the black mascara and the black eyeliner. And then when Jeez. we're nuking ozone, it's even oh, more. Yeah, no, even that's more. the one that seems like so intense. Yeah, and it's so funny because one day I was like, oh, what is this eye makeup remover? This is amazing. It was at work. And my makeup artist is like, yeah, it's amazing because it's Chanel. And I'm like, oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Of course, that's the one that I like best. <laughs> the financially <laughs> irresponsible one. <laughs> Uh, so then she just started bathing in it. And then we're like, oh. <laughs> uh, someone to know your favorite wrestler. Hmm. Do you keep up at all or do you feel like a need to keep up now that you're a part of this franchise? I, I keep up because I, I enjoy it. Yeah. And so I really like um, I like Taya Valkyrie, who is on Lucha Underground oh, and cool. Impact Wrestling. And her husband, um, Johnny Mundo, was actually Salty the Sack Johnson on the original on the first uh, episode of glow so oh. he was like our trainer and so he I, actually broke the ring he did physically camera. break the ring off camera really yeah, yeah. running back and thank forth. god it was oh. him and us so. <laughs> yeah wait yeah. like a rope snapped or something no, like the whole, the whole like uh two what is of it the, called? the little like the, studs or yeah like the, the peg, posts pegs yeah yeah that completely they, they snapped and oh he didn't god. fall he was running back and running the ropes running the ropes snap and he like caught himself because <laughs> oh, no. he's one six foot four Muscle. One muscle. Oh, giant <laughs> muscle. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but his he wife is and insane. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like doing a hundred setups. Yeah. 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 Um, and we love like Naomi. We met Naomi um, oh, from she's WWE. So awesome. She's awesome. awesome. All Lana. those like gals are amazing. Yeah. They're so fun. Natalia. And and yeah. They're funny and like Charlotte Flair. Oh yeah. God, I love Charlotte. They're Flair like so game much. for anything. It's yeah. so cool. They are. So what I, every time I go to a WWE, I come back, I'm like, this is my new job now. This is my <laughs> retirement job. I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to learn how to flip and do this because Charlotte Flair is just like a specimen of a, like a Pegasus that walks amongst us <laughs> that I just think she's so great. And she's honestly just like very athletically great at wrestling, not yeah. just like the acting side of it, just like the physicality. I love it. Uh, are there any like cameos coming up in season three that you know about yet? I know you haven't started filming yet. We as far know. as we know, we're, we're, we're cameoing. No, we know that, I mean, obviously the bus is going to Vegas, so there's yeah. going to be something to do with Vegas. And they're even like teasing Oof. on it on social media. Like the, what's the, uh, like the um, production designer has been like showing his inspiration and all the writers oh, have been like cool. taking pictures in Vegas and stuff. Are like, you shooting in Vegas? We don't know. You don't I know mean, yet. We might okay. be I'm not the whole time. Okay. time. Yeah. I think all the exteriors or something, but gotcha. obviously like we are experts in Vegas. Yeah. I was going to say, I was like, that feels like. Like you guys will write up your alley. Manifested it or something. It's so (laughs) weird. That's like we see Sarah, you know, when we go. Yeah, just the Apple sisters have a cameo in one of the episodes. It'd be fantastic. (laughs) Um, someone wants to know, yeah, like you heard before, what's it like acting on being being on set with Mark Marin? (laughs) It's funny because he's he's amazing. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He's such a good actor. And so it's been like in, in this show specifically, it's like the scripts feel like they were written for him before he was yeah. even cast. But I think it's funny to see him get overwhelmed by 15 uh, <laughs> women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like, God, I've never seen so many bra and butt adjustments in my life. <laughs> yeah, because literally 
literally were all wearing spandex and like too small. My my sports bras are always too small because they're straight up from the 80s. I'm like, yeah. they're like children's bikini tops. Well, yeah. that's what I was going to say. The wardrobe's <laughs> insane. Yeah. It's very cool. But also I watch some of the outfits and I'm like, this I, I couldn't do. I think I'd have to like be like, I can't. I have to quit now. I can't you do, do it. it. Oh, it's, you do There it. are so many conversations about bikini lines that yeah. are out in the open. I mean, it's just like, how, do you laser? Do you wax? Right. Do you shave? It's just like, I don't want to ever talk about this shit ever again. Like, <laughs> well, and also, if, you, if it's the one, like, if you're between waxes or whatever, and then you come in and it's this, like, high waist right. situation. You never know. You're they like, give you a heads up. They're like, hey, girl. Oh, God. Might want to clean up down there. Shave me all my stuff. <laughs> I'm lucky I have it. tendinitis in my knees, so I have to tape them. So that means I always have to have spandex. So lucky. She's so 70s lucky she has <laughs> 80s clothes and 70s bush. <laughs> but yeah, so Mark Something has to do with everyone. a lot of that. But uh, yeah, he, he is also, he tends to, um, his character Sam tends to monologue a lot. So he has to like, be off by himself being like, I have like two pages of dialogue or whatever uh, to memorize. So. Yeah, that must be intense. It was so fun though. The first season, like I would just be like, what was it like to meet Obama? What is it like <laughs> to like every podcast guest that yeah. like I had listened to his podcast for a long time years ago, saw him in a grocery store and was like, that's Mark Barron. Yeah. And then now I'm like in a show with him. So hey, now buddy. I'm just like, hey, what's this like? Who's, how, who, you know, who's I, know. <laughs> like, been, I mean, yeah, between that and also like I used to watch Short Attention Span Theater, if you remember that, uh-huh. and from Comedy Central. And he was the host of that. And I think he hosted Stand Up Stand Up at some point. Like I like have been like with his career for a long time and used to watch him at Luna Lounge downtown. Yeah. And, and he'll be like, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I remember I worked oh, yeah. for this website, My Damn Channel, and they um, sent me and my friend Michelle to go interview him and Sam Cedar. They were doing a show called Break Room Live. Oh, yeah. And it was just like Air America. No, something different. Something. They were just like in in a random like office space. And they weren't even like part of the rest of the business that was occupying this office space. (laughs) And they would just go live on their lunch break in the break room of this office space and just like talk about whatever. And so he wanted us, Ross wanted us to go like film them just doing their thing. (laughs) And this is before he was talking about starting a podcast at that point. He was so bitter about the entertainment industry and he was so fed up and he was so in his head about like eating and losing weight and all this stuff. (laughs) And like, it was, I remember leaving because I think I was like 22 or something and being like, that's the most neurotic man I've ever experienced in my life. (laughs) And then like two years later, he's the biggest podcaster in the universe. And I was like, this is nuts. The entertainment yeah. industry is crazy, but I think he's great. It seems like the part is written just for him. It was perfect for him. And like, it was insane because yeah. we didn't, all of us had been together training for four weeks. Yeah. And he was the one dude that we didn't meet. So we were like, oh, really? Yeah. We were like, I mean, we're, we are, we all like each other. Like, I hope he's not like, weird. <laughs> he's not going to change yeah. the yeah, dynamic yeah, yeah. of Because even Bashir, who uh, plays Keith Bang, like, he plays a ref. So he came into yeah. the training a little bit too to learn how to. So we kind of like met everybody. And then it was like, like new kick comes to camp. Like? Oh, yeah. What is so he then he had his first speech where I'm like, all right, he can stay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to fire us. Someone wants to know do you prefer improvised sketches or written sketches? Oh. Well, improvise well let's let's, to let's d- define yeah let's break let's define the, the so a sketch in general is typically written, written and you can also have uh improvised elements to a sketch for instance the apple sisters i would put squarely in that category sure we're heavily scripted but we go off script to fuck around yeah and then we come back and i mean then improv the great thing about improv is that you have to do no fucking prep you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about anything. You just show up in whatever clothes you're in and then you can just like ride a magical unicorn and don't have to pay like yeah. $100,000 <laughs> for it to that. The great thing about sketch is that you can craft your performance. You know that. Mm-hmm. And you can also like rate 
like you can fix jokes and sure. improve things. So I don't know. I mean, I started in improv and thought it was magical. And I feel like some of the most magical moments I've had on stage are those like, even in Apple sister shows are those moments where like something went wrong and we improvised. Yeah. Um, so I think in general, like improv was always that thing where I was like, Oh man, if you could just figure out a way to make money doing this, like long form improv, like that would be awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I think over the course of my life, I definitely have done so much more improv and found like amazing, like moments from it. But but it sounds like you're kind of getting the best of both worlds in Glow right now. Like you get to what it sounds like go off script and like fuck around with each other and make your characters have that like very unique dynamic. And we never have to do a Herald opening. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> group game, group game, um, categories. Um. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it sounds like you guys leveled up. Like, yeah, yeah. Really great. Uh, okay, so I want to know if you could bring back a favorite TV show for another season, which would it be? I know what Rebecca's would be. Do you want to? No, Can you I say, just say? Yeah. I think it would be the Golden Girls for Rebecca. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, a post dead. How do you say it that would word? be Betty White only uh, yeah. at this point. But, but I, I would love to see Golden Girls come oh, back. Oh, yeah. I love that, that show so, so much. Fun. I would love to see this season after they all, like... Retired. Or We're going to write it. Retired. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've been waiting for it forever. Like, yeah. This, like, I wrote a fan version? fiction. I wrote a Golden Girls fan Did fiction. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote myself on the lanai. Uh, for real. That's <laughs> incredible. Oh, give me just something out of my... What would be yours? Um, That's a great question. Um... I mean, I really was sad when Parks and Rec went off the air, oh, and I yeah. would have loved to have seen another season just so I could maybe be honest. Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> What's a franchise that, if it came back, that you would want to put yourself into? Mm. Or a movie, whatever it might be. I would want to be Carla from Cheers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I would want to be Debbie Reynolds and Singing in the Rain. There you go. That sounds great. <laughs> Okay, last question before uh, we start to wrap up. Um, someone wants to know, if you could pick anyone in the world to reenact the lift from Dirty Dancing with, who would you choose? And would you be the lifter or the lifty? Oh. <laughs> Wait, you said, well, repeat the first part of the question? If you could choose anyone in the world. Oh, in the world, okay. To reenact the lift, yeah. I know. Okay. Val from Dancing with the Stars. And it would be me <laughs> being on Dancing with the Stars, and Val would be my partner, and we would do the whole number from Dirty Dancing, and I would be baby, and Val would be the other, uh, you know, that guy, the guy. And um, <laughs> nothing matters except that I want to win. You know, I really want to just like get the trophy. So vote for me, number two. <laughs> All right. I'll just, um, I would just like to, um, uh, take me and the Obama family just like <laughs> and they can just up? lift me up oh, they, lift you. <laughs> they just lift, the dancing, lift me, the whole family everybody the Michelle dogs. Barack the yeah. dogs everybody Secret Service included <laughs> anyone lift like Sasha up. Emily is dating like they yeah, can yeah. be there too they can be there too yeah. it's all good it would be kind of mosh pity but like they would get me up there I would uh, fly, oh my. absorb eat the, vegetables the, afterwards yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Feel fit. I'll be so happy. Oh, that would be, you know, that's what the world needs right now. <laughs> dirty you dancing lift from the Obamas. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, lofty, okay. Kimmy. Oh, I, I love just that. really like to meet all of them at once while being lifted. <laughs> <laughs> from that angle. And I accept a contract to Dancing with the Stars. 
Uh, well, thank you guys so much for being here. This has been thank super you. fun. We want to give you the gift that we give everyone for making time for us. It's just a, oh a fortune cookie God. for each of you. I think it's the same message in both Do of them. Do we eat the whole thing? You don't have to, to okay, because great. they've been steamed open, oh. so they're not. Oh. I like that you already so told do that us anymore. what the oh. message is. We found, a, we found a clever new way. We found a new way. Oh, did I break them and wasn't supposed to? Oh, wait, this is a long so message. Oh, same thing? Always same thing. Okay. Okay. The last person who pissed you guys off hasn't had a proper shit in months, so please take solace in that. Aww. Aww. Thank you. Sorry, we broke your cookies and uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're supposed to. Okay, okay. It's all good. Um, okay, so where can people find what you guys are working on now, or can they see what's upcoming for you guys if they don't know already? Sure. Uh, you can follow me at Kimmy Gatewood on all platforms mm -hmm. on social media. Um, I have a short film called Control that is out um, currently. I think it's playing October 14th and 15th okay. in Bushwick, Telluride, and You just won else. an award for this, right? Yes. Yeah. We won, we've won nine awards and 30, 34 festivals now. That's insane. We won Best Film um at walla walla phoenix and milwaukee milwaukee, milwaukee i'm not in this recent. i just know yeah. <laughs> no, that's amazing congratulations uh, thank you and um i'll have a, i'm directing a series called timeline which rebecca has a cameo as the uh, miss Gallery, the history teacher Ooh. um it comes out april 2019 which i used a lot of my experience writing that fake encyclopedia about the 1940s <laughs> to play the history teacher in her thing well <laughs> truth be told she did an impression of her dad in this <laughs> And He's it was a teacher. so funny because the best line was um, about pulling teeth. Oh, yeah. I was like, I feel like I'm a dentist because getting answers from new kids is like pulling teeth, <laughs> which my dad actually said when he was my teacher in high school. Really? It yeah. was just oh, what a gift. So Shout special. out, dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was real funny. <laughs> um, you can find me on social media at Hello Rebecca. And my name is spelled R-E-B-E-K-K-A. There's no H. Only two Ks. <laughs> <laughs> she, has exhausting. she hasn't had to explain this her entire life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you could find out about my short film, Consent, which I made with Kimmy, and uh, the Apple Sisters, and Glow. Oh and, yeah, you we know, have an Apple Sister show next week at Scoops Fest. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so we're, uh, you know, just doing comedy, drinking in between. <laughs> hey. That's my life. <laughs> I subscribe to that religion. Thank you guys so much for being here. Please check them out if you haven't already, and get ready for Glow Season 3. It's so exciting. <laughs> Stay safe. Thank Please. You. We will. Thank Physically, you. emotionally, Thank you. all of it. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on another episode hey. of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. This episode was brought to you by Cafe Monster. They are shaking up the ready-to-drink coffee category with indulgent gourmet coffee that's only 190 calories available in vanilla, mocha, and salted caramel with 150 milligrams of caffeine from coffee beans, B vitamins, and coffee fruit extract in every bottle. Cafe Monster offers a simplified energy blend that contains a third less sugar than the leading national brand, but you still get all the feel and flavor of your local coffee house without having to go there in person and they sent us some example flavors and they god dang are so good chocolate milk it's just like a sugar rush without all the guilt so cafe monster chill it down shake it up enjoy not too deep is a production of grace helbig incorporated producer and directed by jack ferry producer and editor melissa d Mons. writing by diane kang post-production sound by chris henry and an extra special thanks to flula for the theme music 